Hey y'all, welcome to the Honesty Circle. It is me, your host, Sierra Elise, and I hope you're taking care of not only your spiritual and mental health, but I hope you're taking care of your emotional and physical health so you can be your best self this week. Today's episode is going to be a little different. I have a special guest with me today who's going to share her story about taking a leap of faith. Okay, so I'm excited to introduce today's guest on the Honesty Circle. Her name is Nicole Alexander. She worked as an athletic trainer for 12 years total, seven years at UNC, and then five years at Notre Dame. And she recently just finished her second master's while working full-time as an athletic trainer. But today, we're not going to talk about her career. We are going to be talking about her leap of faith. So, Nicole. Hi, C. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Okay, so let's talk about this leap of faith that I keep talking about. Um, What was that leap of faith? Um, So, as you mentioned, I was an athletic trainer for 12 years, um, full-time, but I had actually started my athletic training journey at 16, so a long time ago. And as of this year, just about a month, month and a half ago, I have decided to leave my career and I don't have anything lined up. Um, so this is my leap of faith is I'm figuring it out from here. Okay. And so what are you trying to figure out? Or do you have like a specific, you're going to figure a specific thing out or you're just going to so see I what have, God takes you? Um, so I an idea of what I want to do next um, as an athletic trainer. So getting more into a doctor's office. Um, but that opportunity isn't available just yet. Part of that is COVID. Things kind of got shut down. Um And so in the meantime, I am trying to figure out who I am and relearn myself. And I am the type of person who I usually always have a next step. And right now I don't have a next step. So that's where that the faith comes in is being able to move without knowing where I'm going. Okay. And how does this, how does it make you feel like when you've decided to, I am no longer going to do this job anymore. Like, how did you feel in that moment? In that moment, I was actually refreshed. Um, And we'll get to this a little bit later. But at the point of me making that decision, my mental health was just pretty low. Mm -hmm. Um, And so being able to make a decision and stand up for myself was really refreshing. And it makes me feel strong and it makes me feel proud. But at the same time, it's scary. Um, so it's easy to make the decision, but the actual action of it is terrifying if we're being completely (laughs) honest. (laughs) So I'm interested in knowing, um, where did your walk in faith and work walking God, um, start? So uh, my walk in faith is a little bit complicated. Um, I grew up going to the kingdom hall, um, as a Jehovah's witness with my mom and was there multiple times a week. And then I hit a point as a teenager where, Um, I felt like I was a hypocrite. I was going to the kingdom hall, living one life, but when I wasn't there or when I wasn't around those friends, I was different and I didn't want to be a hypocrite. Um, And that's one thing that's taught throughout the Bible is, you know, living a double life and and living what you believe. Um, So I have amazing parents. And so I talked to my mom and I told her, I, I realized that this is probably the easy decision, maybe not the right decision, but I don't want to be a hypocrite. I'd rather just be who I am. Um, so how they, she, sorry, how did they feel about that? Like, how so did they respond? my mom was actually very supportive, um, with that. She didn't like it necessarily, but I grew up in a household where if we can have a solid conversation about it, 
um, we're very well supported. Um, and, and that just serves to who I am as a person. I, and I'm the same way. If you can have a solid conversation with me about it and we can find a common ground and you can support your decision, so be it. You're an adult. You're a human being. Um, so at 16, I stopped going to the Kingdom Hall with my mom. And I was not involved with organized religion at all. I joined a sorority in college that was would go to church, but like I was never, I didn't own a Bible. I didn't go to church regularly. I only went when we had a sorority event or if I was going with friends or something like that. But church and the Bible were not a part of my everyday life. And what jumped, what brought you back? Because now we're here. Right. With this leap of faith, so, what brought you back? Um, in 2015, so previous to that, I had um, met a family here through work, and I was talking to the wife, and just the way she talked about her relationship with God, I was like, that is something I'm interested in. So, you know, if and when I'm ever interested in going to church, I'm going to reach out to her. And it was so weird. I was sitting in my office on like a Tuesday in the middle of the day, and I was like, I'm going to text her and see if I can go to church with her on Sunday. Like, just as clear as that. And so I started going to New Hope Church here in Durham um, in 2015 on that Sunday. And I walked in, and the message that Sunday was on Revelation, which is very heavy. Anybody who reads the Bible knows that Revelation is like, that's like a gut punch. Um, But the message was about being lukewarm for God. Wow. (laughs) Yes. And by the end of the message, it was like, that's what I'm doing. Because even though I wasn't going to church, I still believed. Right. Right. But I wasn't doing anything to manifest it. I wasn't hot or cold. Like like, that's where I was and that's what I was doing. Um, So I haven't stopped going since. So I'm interested in knowing how your relationship developed from 2015 to now 2020. Um, so I think at first I didn't realize it. You, and I was told this, like when you first become a Christian and you first develop that relationship, you're kind of riding the wave and everything is happy go lucky. And I got baptized, I think six months after I started going to church, um, and was really into it. I got really involved with church and was like, all right, I'm good. But then as a Christian, you kind of hit a point where you either get comfortable or for me, it was with my work schedule, I wasn't able to serve as much and, you know, I wasn't able to go to my Bible study group as much. So you kind of like, you lose your way a little bit. There's more space. Yeah. Um, and I'm not sure how or when I started, but I started, I made a deal with myself that I would, um, download the Bible app and read the verse of the day every day. And that's kind of where I started was like that what I had the reminder on my phone that if I hadn't checked it by the end of the day, like, it's like, Hey, you know, Read. read. Yeah. Um, And so from that, I started doing devotionals on a regular basis. And then I actually fasted for the first time. I did the Daniel fast. And that to me was a turning point in really kind of like the sacrifices that are mentioned in the Bible and how that deepens your relationship with God. And so that's... I can't really put into words how necessarily how I got that, but those were kind of the steps that, that got me to where I am. Um, and the first time, I've done the Daniel Fast now three times, and the first time I did it, it was more of like a challenge, like, can I go 21 days, you know, with right. only eating fruits, vegetables, and whole grains? And it was like, all right, I can do this. Um, but what I have learned about fasting is 
you set an intention. And so the next two times that I've done it, I made sure to set an intention. So my intention for this year um, with doing the Daniel Fast was just for direction. Um, I had lost my grandmother in December and I just felt so lost. And I was actually going to a therapist at the same time. And I remember talking to her. I was like, I just feel lost. And so I knew I was going to do the Daniel fast, but I was at a place that I was like, I don't even know what to ask you for. Like, God, I don't even know what to set this intention as. So here I am, like direction. Like, I don't, like, I don't know. Um, And by the end of the fast or very soon after I finished it, um, I had the thought of, I don't want to do this anymore work-wise. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I don't want to do this anymore. And we, we were at a game. It was during a timeout. I was actually standing on the basketball court. Um, and it, again, it hit me like a ton of bricks. Like, I don't want to do this anymore, which is crazy because, again, I decided at 16 that I was going to be an athletic trainer and I was going to work at a Division One institution and I wanted to do basketball. And here I am in my dream position. And I was like... I don't want to do it anymore. So at that point, um, I wasn't going to leave in the middle of the season. Um, so I knew I would finish out the season. Um, so I started just asking around because, I, again, I didn't know what I was going to do. So I started just asking around to see what my options were, um, whether it's selling braces. I remember calling my brother, um, who's a former athlete, and I was like, what do I do now? And he's like, I don't know. You got to figure it out. Like you're Because I also have this second master's degree in sports administration. So that's where I thought I was going to go. But I was like, I don't even know if I want to be in college athletics anymore. So I really just started talking to some of my connections and some of my resources. And um, a position was opening up that I actually turned in my application for, was about to schedule the interview for, and then COVID hit and everything shut down. So then I was like, hmm. Now what do I do? <laughs> like that, you know, and that's one of those questions as a Christian where you're like, God, I heard you pretty clearly that right. like I was supposed to be moving on, but now what am I supposed no. to do? Right. So I was like, okay, well maybe this break, maybe the quarantine will refresh me. And, you know, maybe I'm supposed to be here for another year, whatever that means. Um, but as quarantine went on, I didn't have necessarily the desire to go back to all of the hustle and bustle. Um, I will miss treating athletes. I enjoyed being able to have that connection with my athletes during that time, but I knew I didn't want to go back to the everyday grind. Um, For people listening to this that don't know, being an athletic trainer at a D1 institution, I would go three and four months without a day off. Right. And, you know, and yeah. C knows, right? And Even and, those off days, Nicole is working. I promise you that. Yeah. And, like, you know, my schedule wasn't my own. And I knew I didn't want to go back to that life. So, but, again, with COVID, everything's on a hiring freeze. So it's like, okay, I don't want to do that, but what am I going to do? Um, and I still didn't know. And so I've been reading a lot in the Bible and doing a lot of devotionals and listening to podcasts and working out a lot. The working out a lot had to do with my mental health. And I was on a walk. I don't remember what I was listening to, but it was like, God, do I need to just leave? And clear as day, yes, was the answer that I got. And I can't explain. I've never thought I would be one of those people who would just like be so sure in something like that, in a message from God. And I came home and I called my best friend and I was like, I think God just told me to quit my job. 
And she was like, so what are you going to do? I was like, well, I think I have to quit my job, (laughs) but I don't know what I'm going to do. So I know for me, and sometimes it's like you hear God say something, but you're like, are you sure? Right. So like, did you have that time of like, are you sure? And then like, when did you really like, I'm going to do it. I don't like God said it. I'm going to do it. Like what kind of helped that mindset? So I, again, am a planner. So I called, um, my supervisors, both on the medical side and sports medicine. And I was like, I think I'm just going to quit and I'm going to drive for Amazon and I'm going to figure it out. And them being very supportive of me, they're like, Nicole, you have way too, like there's, you have other options. Like, let's figure it out. Maybe you're just tired. Maybe you're just stressed out. Take a couple weeks vacation and, and come back. Let's check in after your vacation. Like actually take some time away. And so it was during that vacation I was trying to decide, do I stay with basketball? Do I maybe look at a different sport? Or do I need to just be done? And that was kind of my prayer going into that time. Right. Was like, show me what I am supposed to be doing. And so in this time, were you communicating? Like, obviously, you were, how were you communicating with God? Like, just praying? A and- lot of prayer, journaling. Okay. Um, the devotionals that I were choosing, was choosing, um, I use the Bible app a lot, were about obedience and hearing and just to really kind of open myself up, um, I've actually started reading the Bible, and I've been really drawn to the story of the Israelites. Mm-hmm. So doing a lot of reading in Exodus, I read the whole book of Isaiah, which is pretty heavy, but like really just trying to get in an idea yeah. of like what it means to be obedient and how to hear those things, and also the kind of the downfalls and the pitfalls of like the treacherous you know, right. parts of it's it. It's not going to be easy. Right. And I think that's like a big thing. It's never going to be easy. Right. You just have to kind of do it. Yep. And so, and I also, I'm a beach girl. Okay. So for my vacation time, I decided to go to the beach and just sit and kind of, that's how I kind of communicate with God. I'm like, all right, cut everything off. No music, no nothing. Um, and it just came to me, like, you need to just be done. Like you are done with this, with this part. And so then I had to decide was... So I knew that part, right? So kind of the the train of it is I knew I didn't want to do it anymore and I knew I had to leave, but then it was like, am I really confident and comfortable enough to leave without a job? And I had to be, and and I, I don't really know how I got to that point, but it just got to a point where it's like, I know I can't go back. Right. So I have to be okay with, with the circumstances. With the circumstances. Yeah. And reminding myself that's faith. Okay, that's good. And what so what does faith like mean to you and like look like for you in this in this specific um situation? Um, trusting that I'm gonna land on my feet. Do you feel like you're free falling right now? Yes. Um <laughs> I am so I I feel like and we're getting real vulnerable here. I don't know if I was quite ready for this, <laughs> but um I feel like I have nothing right now because I never thought that I would be in my career forever, but I always thought that I would have something to leave right. for, whether it be a relationship or motherhood or at minimum another job. And even without those other things, I always had my career. My career was always my foundation and that was always my stability. And now I don't have that. So... That's like I am in the like in the middle of this leap of faith with nothing. I feel like I have nothing under me. I am just like like you said, free falling. Yeah. 
Um, and it's hard. It is. It is really, really hard. Discreet, like, what do you mean by hard? Like, what's what's been hard for you in this process? Um, part of it is more earthly and worldly kind of possessions in that, like, if I don't get a job, how am I going to pay my bills? Like, I have a mortgage. Like, I have things that I need to pay for. But also, we're in the middle of a pandemic. We're in the middle of a recession. So how am I going to land on my feet? Yeah. But again, I have to continue to go back to... If this is what God has called me to do, then I'm going to land on my feet. And, and it's that trust. And that's hard for me because I'm a doer. I am the kind of person that like, okay, I have to do this to achieve that. And right now there's nothing for me to do except for rest and wait. And I don't, I have learned, <laughs> I don't sit still very well. <laughs> um so that's the scary part, but that's, that's the leap of, that's why they call it a leap of faith. Cause you just jump yeah. and you see where you land. Okay. So my last question would be, what advice would you give to someone who is on the, like on the edge of making leap of faith, but they're kind of too scared in doing it. So what would you say to them? I, I think that's a, that's personal between you and God. If you are certain that that's, what you're supposed to be doing if you know if it that thought has come and hit you more than one time and you've been nudged and whatnot you have to just do it and that's probably not great advice but it is that's the best advice you could probably you know, give you, you have just, to, you have to yeah. jump because if i hadn't done it if i had decided to wait until i've had another job who knows where I would have ended up mental health wise and just not taking care of myself as a person. Right. And I really think that part of the reason I haven't had found anything just yet is because I need this time. Need this time for what do you think you need this time for? To figure out who I am. Yeah. You know, somewhere along the line in my career, my career became my identity. And there's so much more to me than being an athletic trainer. Being an athletic trainer is a huge part of what I do and who I am and, and how I operate, but it's not me as a whole. Right. And I have learned now that I'm not working, like I don't have hobbies. I don't know necessarily what I like to do. So like, I got to figure out who I am in order to move forward. And, and I don't think I would have been able to do that if I just jumped from one job to the next, because I would have just thrown myself into whatever this new position is going to be. Your story has really <laughs> touched me. Um, I'm so thankful that you, you know, reached out and yeah. wanted to share your story because I think that not only am I touched by your story, um, but people that are listening can be touched by your story. I so, so I really grateful that you yeah. <laughs> are here today joining the Honesty Circle. And for this week, Seize Two Cents is a scripture from Hebrews 11 and 6. And it says, but without faith it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is the rewarder of those who diligently seek him. That's all I have for today, y'all. Thanks so much for listening. If you heard anything that you like, be sure to subscribe, share with a friend, and follow us on Instagram at the Honesty Circle with an underscore at the end. Thanks again for listening and go conquer your week. <laughs>